Hi, I'm Steve Shepard. Welcome back to the Natural Curiosity Project. You know, I started this podcast a few years ago because I have this fundamental belief that curiosity is sort of like our sixth sense, and it's critically important, especially today where the onslaught of information, some of it true, some of it not, is at an all-time high. And because we have a responsibility to ourselves and to the society that we live in to basically differentiate between the wheat and the chaff, if you will. So what I want to talk about today is related to that. You know, every episode of this podcast really has only one thing in common with all the others, and that is curiosity. This is something people should be curious about. I found this interesting, and I thought you might as well. Now, being the science geek that I am, another way of basically saying that I'm curious, but working largely in the business world as I do, I'm always interested to see where the practices of one domain bleed over or lend themselves into the other. For example, there's an awful lot of work going on these days at the nexus of artificial intelligence and robotics and machine learning and natural language processing and a few other technologies like Internet of Things and 5G and cloud and so on. Technologies like these always start out as academic exercises driven by questions like, what if we were to do this? At some point later in their lives, as they mature and are better understood in terms of what they're actually capable of doing, business thinking kicks in and people start to look for ways that these technologies working together might be used to improve things like education or security or healthcare or customer service or as catalysts for new capabilities like autonomous vehicles and smart cities. That's all very linear. This leads to this, which leads to that, and it's important. But the truly cool stuff, the things that grab my interest, are not linear, and they're what I might call the unintended consequences of technological change. For example, AI, artificial intelligence, is truly amazing but it isn't quite ready for prime time yet. It works great as an adjunct to human intelligence, but on its own, not so much. Yet. When an AI was recently asked how to fix climate change, it suggested getting rid of all the humans. That would do it, but customer experience numbers might suffer. Equally interesting is the wrong but reassuring idea that AI can act in an unbiased fashion to make decisions quickly and rationally because it's artificial, thus eliminating the human emotion that might delay things. That's sort of true, but remember, humans wrote the code that makes the AI work, which means that human bias can sneak into the algorithms that drive its decision-making, as we've seen in any number of experiments that have been done. This reminds me of that great scene in Jurassic Park where they're watching the dinosaurs hatch in the lab and Jeff Goldblum, the chaos theory guy, I mean, what else would he be, expresses concern over the fact that they've messed with nature by genetically engineering the dinosaurs to all be female so they can't breed and take over the world. Right there, we know this isn't going to end well. But it's also where Goldblum's great line comes in. He says, yes, yes. But you spent so much time proving that you could, you forgot to ask whether you should. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. And that brings us to this episode's main story, which is all around the word experiment. It comes from a Latin verb, expediti, 
which means to try. According to the dictionary, an experiment is a scientific procedure undertaken to make a discovery, test a hypothesis, or demonstrate a known fact. And why do we do them? Well, again, to the dictionary, because they represent a course of action tentatively adopted without being sure of the eventual outcome. We want to try something to see what happens when we do, knowing that the outcome may not be what we expect. A lot of words, at least for me anyway, swirl around this topic. Experiment, creativity, invention, innovation, transformation, revolution, evolution. But the word that isn't typically part of this conversation is the word that I believe links experimentation to the business world. And that word is competition. I should probably explain that. We experiment to try stuff. It's in our nature. It's part of the whole curiosity thing. We try because we can. That's what experimentation is. We also try things because we're not satisfied necessarily with the status quo. We want something better. We experiment to explore boundaries, to determine what's possible. And if it isn't already self-evident, we do that to make things better. Let me say that a different way. When we're not satisfied with the way things are, we work hard to make them better. What we're actually saying is this. I think that if I do one or two or three things slightly differently, I can perform more effectively than I used to. And you know why this matters so much? Because if we didn't, if we weren't driven to try different things to be better at what we do or to achieve some goal, then Jobs and Woz would never have come up with the Macintosh. Marie Curie never would have discovered radium and created the basis for all of the nuclear medicine that followed. Alexander Fleming would never have discovered penicillin. Thomas Edison would have given up on his idea of a light bulb after two or three hundred failed prototypes. Elon Musk would never have built boring machines, innovative batteries, rockets, or electric vehicles. Fred Smith never would have tried the outlandish idea of a hub-and-spoke shipping company that he described in a college paper, and FedEx wouldn't exist. He got a C on the paper, by the way. Here's my real message. Experimentation is simply competition with yourself. I mean, just think about it. You've always done things one way, but you're pretty sure they can be done better. Faster, cheaper, more innovatively, with less people, whatever. So why not try it another way? You don't have to stop doing it the way you're currently doing it. Just try it differently at the same time and see which one comes out on top. No matter who loses, you win. So what's the downside? What were Tennyson's famous lines? "'Tis better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all." Well, replace loved with tried. Or How about this quote from Alexander Graham Bell? 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the ones you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, discover, or experiment. Years ago, Tom Peters and Robert Waterman wrote In Search of Excellence, the seminal book, on management that pretty much made their names outside of McKinsey. In that book, they talked a lot about companies that had put into place what they call a skunk works, a small group of people who play outside of the rules and whose only job is to compete with the status quo, to innovate, 
to search for ways to do things better without being encumbered by the words, well, that's nice, but that's not how we do things here. How nice would it be, how effective, how powerful, if every organization, large and small, stood up a skunk works with one mission? Your job is to outcompete the mothership, figure out a way to beat us at our own game. The only requirement is that it be legal, moral, and socially acceptable. Can you imagine giving that assignment to a group of millennials and plurals? It's like taking money out of one pocket and putting it in the other. They're both on the same pair of pants. There's no downside. Every loss is a win. What would it take to set up a skunk works in your own organization? Even a single employee business can do it. It's not limited to big corporations. Thanks for listening to my ramblings from my home office in northern Vermont. We'll see you in the next episode. Hey, thanks for dropping by. I'm Steve Shepard, the host of the Natural Curiosity Project, where we're committed to the idea that curiosity leads to discovery, discovery leads to knowledge, knowledge leads to insight, and insight leads to understanding. In every episode, we explore some topic that piqued our curiosity enough to make us want to share it with you. I hope you enjoy the journey. And if you did, I'd appreciate it if you'd leave a comment over at iTunes or SoundCloud, wherever you listen to the podcast. Thank you very much. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.